The Roots team is proud to bring you Strengthen Your Roots, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into connecting with teammates on topics like leadership, as well as personal and professional skill building. Welcome back to Strengthen Your Roots, or for the first time listeners, welcome to the show. We're glad you're joining us today. I am Chelsea Christensen, and I'm very excited to wrap up our final installment of our leadership series by welcoming a panel of former Roots ERG members who are now functional leaders. Joining us today, we have Brett Rudder, VP Salesforce Delivery, Derek Hendrickson, VP Business Solutions Delivery, Kristen Phillips, VP Business Solutions, Dustin Hafner, South Dakota West Central RVP Business Development, and Marty Hofer, Iowa Eastern RVP Retail Operations. Thank you all for taking time out of your busy schedules to be with us today. As with the previous episodes, we want listeners to know your journey and gain insight how we can strive to be leaders, whether in a former role or in our everyday lives. Before diving into questions, would each would you each introduce yourself, give a brief professional and personal bio, along with the year you rolled off roots and when you became a functional leader? Brett, will you kick us off? You bet. Thank you for the opportunity. So yeah, my name is Brett Rudder. Um, I believe... Uh, as we discussed, I rolled off roots in 2011, I think is what we ended up deciding. Great uh, opportunity there on roots and excited to talk about it. Uh, professionally, I've spent 13 years at Farm Credit Service America Frontier. Uh, prior to that, I held other technology roles uh, in the Omaha area. Uh, I started on the systems team when I joined Farm Credit, uh, served there, uh, gained a lot of knowledge and a lot of just more understanding of the business, and then moved on to the content applications team. Uh, held a few different roles there, and ultimately on that team is where I was able to start a you know, formal leadership in an interim leader role in July of 2019, and currently uh, leading our Salesforce delivery team. And I started uh, with that team then later in 2019 in November. Personally, grew up in Shattern, Nebraska. So beautiful area, Western Nebraska. Uh, been in Omaha for 19 years. Came here for school, and stuck. I am VP of the Rudder household as well. So I serve in a leadership role, but only at the uh, the things that I get to decide, which is very few these days. So I'm married to my beautiful wife Kelly. Uh, three kids: 14 year old girl, six year old boy, and a four year old. So staying pretty busy. Uh, with all of them. I enjoy uh, any sort of project where I have to buy a tool that I'll only use once and look it up on YouTube on how to use it. Um, and I enjoy archery and biking. Great. Thank you for that. Derek, do you want to go? Um, yeah, I'm Derek Henriksen, uh, VP Business Solutions Delivery. Um, so I was born and raised in Omaha, kind of been here my whole life. So family has always been something that's been uh, very important to, to me and my family and wife. And so it's kind of always kept us here. And we've been lucky enough to have the experiences and everything that have allowed us to do that. So um, I was, uh, I don't know how I pulled this off, but extremely lucky enough to marry my best friend and high school sweetheart, um, who uh, is truly my biggest fan and supporter in life. And so that's just been a, a great time for us. We actually live just a stone's throw away from where we went to high school. So it's always good to reminisce. And now my daughter of, of 16 years age or 15 years old um, is going to the same high school. So a little reminiscing and making me feel older every day. 
not quite sure how I feel about her turning uh, 16 next year um, and getting behind the wheel of a car. Um, but I do know that's going to definitely age me over this next year. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Professionally, um, I started my career um, out of college at a small pharmaceutical distribution center. Um, it was a unique opportunity. So I was one of two people um, in about a company of about 75 um, in the IT department. So I got really good experience across a variety of different types of technologies and experiences. Um, so that was that was that was really fun. And uh, 2009, um, I was lucky enough to land a job uh, here at Farm Credit Service of America as a web system specialist. You know, I, I really had a privilege of working with a very talented group that kind of uh, welcomed me into the culture and the environment of FCS America um, that really encouraged me to um, pursue my leadership journey. And uh, in 2015, um, I got my first leadership position um, leading an application development team um, and since had a, a couple different leadership positions and, until it led me to uh, where I am today. As far as uh, when I rolled off of Roots, I actually rolled off of Roots I believe, and and I know um, last time we discussed, I was kind of one of the pivoting points for everyone here on their dates, but I'm pretty sure it's the it was a uh, 20 uh, uh, 2015 um, as well. So I actually got my leadership position as I was part of the Roots team. So uh, my last year as part of the Roots team, I was I was in a leadership position for that, which was a great experience. Great, thank you, Kristen. Thanks. Uh, my name is Kristen Phillips. I grew up in Imperial, Nebraska, which is a small town in the southwest corner of the state. I attended University of Nebraska at Kearney, not Lincoln, but Kearney, um, and graduated with an accounting degree. That sometimes surprises people since I don't do anything in accounting right now. I've been married for 15 years to my husband, Sean. Uh, we have two very spunky daughters. Kennedy is seven and Emerson is four. Uh, from a professional standpoint, after college, I worked in public and private accounting. Uh, moving to from from Kearney to Lincoln to Omaha, and I've lived in Omaha for about 16 years now, I believe. I took a non-traditional path um, and became a credit underwriter at a regional bank after that. I was kind of done with accounting, but still wanted to stick to those roots. A coworker at that bank actually came to Farm Credit and kind of sparked my interest in, in Farm Credit. I grew up in Imperial. There is a retail office in Imperial, but I'd never really thought about working in agriculture before that time. So it was kind of a different path for me. But I've worked at Farm Credit for 14 years now. I began my career here on the finance team as the financial risk manager. I was in that position for about four, four years. From there, I moved to the risk team as a risk analyst. Um, my love of technology and desire to be more strategic led me to the appraisal team as the appraisal systems manager. I was a member of the Roots team, again, trying to think back, I believe from 2015 to 2018. And in 2019, that's when I was selected for my current role, uh, which is my first functional leader as the VP of Business Solutions. Awesome. Thank you. Dustin? Uh, Dustin Hafner, Regional Vice President of Business Development in West Central South Dakota which is the offices of, <clears throat> excuse me, Rapid City, Pier, and Huron. My career path um, out of college, I started, my first position was a bank examiner with the state of South Dakota. I did that for nearly three years. Um, I viewed that as a paid continuing education into, you know, the world of finance and banking. And that's what it was. I learned a lot, but I knew that wasn't a right fit for me long-term. And eventually I wanted to get into uh, kind of the sales arena and definitely into agriculture yet stay with finance. So to step into farm credit as a financial officer was a, a natural fit for me. I started here in that role in 2008, and I've got a pretty uh, pretty boring career path since then. I uh, served in that role, had a minor tweak to an FSO uh, in the last couple of years, and um, 
stepped into the vice president of business development position just a year ago. So I believe I'm the newbie in terms of the leadership uh, with the folks on this call. So I've uh, been doing that for a little over a year and, and just having a ball with that. On a personal level, I grew up uh, on a family farm in North Central South Dakota. I'm still involved in, in cow-calf and grain production up there. I like to stay grounded uh, and kind of relate to what our customers go through every day as well. We have uh, uh, two daughters, excuse me. I married my wife, Jamie, is a, a nurse at the Cancer Center in Pier here. And we have two daughters, uh, Regan and Bryson. They're just finishing up second grade and kindergarten. So we're at the ages where we're losing a lot of teeth and any spare change we have seems to uh, find its way under a pillow here in recent years. So uh, rolled off of the Roots team. I can't remember. I'll go with what Brett's answer was. Uh, we rolled off the same time. So I think it was 2011. Thank you. Marty? I am the VP of Retail Operations in Eastern Iowa. I uh, started with the company, I guess, nine years ago. I should go further back. I guess I started my career at U.S. Bank. Spent six years there between U.S. Bank and Bank of the West while I was going to college. Um, took night classes and worked full-time. Went to um, UNL for a bit. Uh, I had this crazy thought that I could go into professional golf management. So uh, my 18-year-old self thought I would pursue that dream and quickly realized I did not have the skills uh, to keep up on that path. So the summer internship that year pointed me towards a more finance-related degree. So I went back to school for finance and banking. Uh, spent six years as a branch manager uh, for U.S. Bank and Bank of the West. And oddly enough, I applied probably seven different times for jobs at Farm Credit with not a single callback. Uh, my first seven attempts to get to work here. Um, and then when I wasn't looking at it all, I was at Bank of the West. A friend of mine, Aaron Jensen, was on AgDirect at the time, reached out about the cash manager role. And that's when I met Dave Hoyt and started my career here and had an opportunity to to dive into a space I wasn't real familiar with, but got to lead a few projects, get exposure to project management, um, really kind of opened me up to the things I'm really passionate about today, which is innovation, um, adding creativity just about anywhere you can and being willing to experiment. Um, and that really plays well into the role I, I hold today with the retail operations team is um, just helping others kind of find their passion and grow in their role uh, as well. And so, on the personal side, uh, I have two little kids. They both, I've got a little boy turning nine this Sunday, Owen, and Keegan is six. He's about half the size he should be for his age, but he beats the crap out of his older brother. So it keeps our house entertaining for sure. Um, uh, my wife, Brooke, and I have been married for 14 years uh, this coming year. And we, I grew up in Northeast Nebraska. We met in Omaha um, about 16 years ago and made the leap from Omaha to Cedar Rapids and have loved every minute of it. Love to, as a family, get outdoors. I spend a lot of time hiking. Me and my boys are really passionate about golf. They love to go along with me and hack along with me, enjoy fishing, just kind of anything to get outside and enjoy the weather. Uh, and then as far as roots go, I was on it. We sound like a bunch of old people that can't remember details, by the way. I think I was 2011, uh, but I was 2013 and 14, I believe. And then I rolled off one year early because I forgot to mention I did pursue a role outside the company for nine months at one point here, but uh, rolled off in 14 and then blessed to have the opportunity to actually rejoin the team this year to, to lead the group in the sidelines. Yeah, Marty, I'm glad you covered that. I think I did uh, get my dates messed up because of my old age and steered Dustin wrong too. So I think you're exactly right. I think 2011 is about when it was formalized as a in the ERG in farm credit. And we rolled off uh, either 2014 or 2015. Uh, at the time. So thanks for giving me the chance to clarify. 
Thanks for clarifying that, Brett. Keeping us all on our toes. We appreciate it. Thank you all for sharing your background with us. Um, I am going to notate that since this format is a bit different than our previous podcast, I'm going to continue to call on you each individually to answer the questions so our listeners know who is speaking. The next question, how did being part of the Roots ERG impact your leadership journey? Derek, do you want to start us off? For me, as I kind of mentioned in my bio, I got my uh, first leadership opportunity kind of as I was part of Roots. And so um, for me, uh, this is really, the, I, I see the group giving me that nudge I needed to really put myself out there. So, you know, I don't know if, uh, if anyone really knows if they're fully ready to take that next step. And um, that was the com camaraderie of that group and kind of encouragement from that group. And just some of the things we we're able to accomplish is what gave me the confidence um, to really take that next step, put myself out there and, uh, and, and try for the opportunity, which I was thankful enough to get. Kristen? So for me, I think when I was on Roots, the three pillars of Roots was to connect, develop, and promote. And I think through the promotion of Roots and young professionals, that allowed me to connect with people from across the organization. Through that promotion, we also got opportunities to go outside of the organization. So I got to connect with leaders and teammates um, across the farm credit system. And then I would say from a development standpoint, to Derek's point, it pushed me beyond my comfort zone. I got opportunities to really step outside of that. I'm, I'm not a confident public speaker, but I got many opportunities to speak in front of large audiences and then networking, just putting myself out there. So I think uh, for me, it was that connection and development that really, really spoke to me. And I would say, you know, on a personal note, I developed some of my closest friendships with other Roots team members and those that I got to meet throughout, throughout my journey on Roots. So it was really impactful. What about you, Dustin? Yeah, I would summarize it in, in one or two words, and that would be um, uh, exposure and uh, just being able to connect with others. My home base office in Pierce, South Dakota is, you know, six hours away from Omaha. So to be down there and connect with um, different teammates and different job families, people we don't see a lot of, all the way up to the ELT, you, know, you develop relationships with people you otherwise probably wouldn't. You know, one of those being Kirk Manker, the godfather of uh, Roots. If Kirk, if you're listening, you'll always be known as the godfather. Just a big difference maker in terms of something as small as exposure. What about you, Marty? Yeah, for me, I mean, kind of hit others have hit on it already, but just being forced to get uncomfortable. Uh, it was not a space you were going to get to go to and then be like, oh, no, you know, so and so's better at, like Kristen said, public speaking. I'll just do my finance data thing back here. Um, it was almost like having a group of peers that was willing to call you out and say, no, I think you should give this a try. So it was just sheer, the sheer impact of being forced to get uncomfortable. And it gave me the confidence to have um, conversations with leaders to say, hey, would you be a mentor that I might have strayed away from before that? And like others have mentioned, building out that network. Thank you. What about you, Brett? Just echo what everyone else uh, said and, and really just say it provides an opportunity to, to really narrow down on what fulfills you. you know, what, what do you go home talking to your family about at the end of the day? What do you share um, around accomplishments? Uh, and then also establishing that network. I know Walter Bond, uh, who who came back last year to to um, speak to us, also had the same message at our first YP summit that we had, uh, where you really want to surround yourself with the people that you want that you want to be or that you aspire to. Uh, that's what Roots provides, and I can can say I'm a better teammate, I'm a better leader because of what I learned from my peers and continue to learn uh, from my peers on Roots. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, looking back at the beginning of your career, which for some of you might be tough since we've kind of established that looking back on things is not always the easiest, but was a leadership role something that you always aspired to obtain? Kristen, do you want to start us off? 
Yeah, for me, leadership was not anything that I ever thought would be in the cards for me. Um, I was a very shy person when I was younger, and I couldn't imagine being in front of a group of people, let alone having those people look to me for guidance for their career. So yeah, leadership was not on my radar. I think the thing that changed for me over time was my confidence. And I've had several phenomenal leaders that have given me opportunities to do things that were outside of my job role, which helped me grow throughout my career. And it was also through that tremendous leadership and the opportunities that I've had had through the, the Roots leadership team um, that helped me gain my confidence, step out of my comfort zone and realize that I'm capable of achieving much more than I originally thought I was. I also recognized through those experiences, the impact that I could have on others by helping them gain confidence and grow in their careers. Fantastic. Um, what about you, Dustin? Yeah, I would say uh, no. Also, I, um, uh, the reason I would say that is because the, the job that I had when I stepped into a financial officer was just a really good fit for me. I enjoy the sales arena. I enjoy working with uh, producers each day. Um, just uh, no real reason to leave, I guess, when things are going well and you really enjoy what you're doing. So it took a big leap of faith to uh, to walk away from something you know is a good fit. But um, the fact is, the uh, um, you know, there's just a lot to give. I guess we're trying to help each other be better, and uh, leadership role is a good spot for that. And uh, I'm still very much involved in those things that I'm passionate about. So uh, it's a nice fit. Thank you. What about you, Marty? Yeah, it, leadership was something I kind of had an interest in, but got the nudge from Dave Hoyt was probably the initial person here at Farm Credit that really kind of gave, saw more in my own abilities than I probably saw in myself. And uh, I continue to thank him to this day because he is the one that prompted me to want to be a leader and help others have those moments where they see their full potential. So it wasn't necessarily an initial uh, initial um, timeline I was on, but once Dave kind of un opened up that potential, it was definitely something that I was interested in pursuing. What about you, Brett? Yeah, I'd say not right away as well. Um, it was kind of fun to, to look back on it in high school, college, social groups. I typically held leadership roles um, and that I always kind of approached it as, well, someone's got to do it. I guess I'll, I'll step up. And then it gets to the point where you're kind of seeking those out and you, and you begin to understand the impact that you're able to have. Um, on that initiative or on teammates uh, around you. So early on, it was uh, kind of informal opportunities to lead. So, you know, big decision-making uh, opportunities and, and work groups here and there. And then was um, through my participation in Roots and, and following, uh, kind of decided, yep, this is what I want to do. Uh, and got into a little more focused um, planning and, and training uh, to eventually end up in this role. Great. What about you, Derek? Yeah, similar to, to most people, mine would be a no. Um, I was kind of saw myself similar to what Kristen said in the in the beginning. So uh, a, a more quiet person, sort of an introvert. And I'll say what changed for me is coming to uh, coming here to Farm Credit Service America and just like within our culture and how it pushed me and drove me to do things that I never thought I'd be able to do um, or that I didn't even know I would like to do. So it was all those experience that I got engaged in, you know, Roots is, an, was, is definitely a great example through some of that stuff, um, staying in front of a group and speaking or helping to organize it, you know, organize events and, and things for people is not something that was in my comfort zone or, you know, and so that's a, that's been a great experience for me, but um, had a lot of experiences and, and things as well from individual teammates. So being in the company where challenging each other is, is open and, um, you know, and that, that honest feedback and finding ways to challenge each other to make yourself better. So that's really what kind of drove me towards it is just 
unlocking potential and giving me that confidence to understand what I can do. Thank you. I thought it was interesting that you all kind of had the similar experience that leadership probably wasn't something that you had thought of, but given the fact of um, the time that you had on Roots and then also just the company that we work for just led you to pursue that. Once you decided leadership was something that you wanted, um, is the leader role that you have now something you always, you always saw yourself doing? Dustin, do you want to start us off? I hate to be the guy that <clears throat> answers, uh, gives the same answer for two different questions, but that's really what I'll do. And, and I would say yes, um, just given the fact that um, I enjoyed being a financial officer so well. Um, I'm passionate about helping customers be successful and uh, business development and being able to, you know, utilize the competitive spirit that I have. Uh, this was uh, the obvious next step for me. If there was going to be a next step, I'm having a lot of fun with that. What about you, Marty? Um, I'll be honest, not at all was this a leadership role I would have thought I would have been in, um, especially my first one here, but be mainly because at the point I was presented with thinking about the retail operations leader role, I was still in Omaha. Uh, my wife and I had, a, had just built what we called our forever home um, 11 months before this job posted. And we just had pictured ourselves being settled in Omaha. And I loved the Omaha office. And most of the, the jobs or teams that I had interest in on my development plan were all um, Omaha based. And I can still remember the conversation with Dave Hoyt and Craig even at one point said, you know, if there was ever a time you were going to kind of upend what you got going on the personal side, you know, we, we had just had kids real young, but they said, now is the time if you're willing to go try something in retail, have you ever thought about it? Um, and so that's when I finally put it on my development plan as this, this role I'd be interested in. Thankfully at that time had several ops leaders that let me shadow them um, to vet it out. And then that's kind of ultimately what prompted me to, to dive right in. But I, I would never would have said it was on my list without being prompted to, to consider it. What about you, Brett? Yeah, I always, uh, as I got into kind of training around leadership, I, when I played scenarios in my mind, assumed it would be leading a, a technical team. Um, I really appreciated the opportunity I've had in the last couple of years uh, to do what I've enjoyed over my career at Farm Credit, which is do things new or things for the first time. And with Salesforce Delivery, uh, we started with a, a team of really just the three of us, uh, Kate Larson, Don Toms, and myself. And it's been exciting to be able to maintain that same enjoyment and, and excitement that I get out of stretching kind of what we're doing um, technically and then allowing for really some new ways and doing things for our customers uh, as well. So really enjoyed Salesforce delivery. What about you, Derek? Yeah, so um, no is the answer for me. Um, and I'd say that's just frankly due to the growth um, that we've experienced as a company. So there's um, the role I'm in today didn't exist nine months ago. Um, so kind of, you know, looking through all of the, the growth and opportunities that it's created um, have kind of taught me over the time that um, I've, I've learned that through this, I needed to understand and take advantage of the opportunities as they come up and sort of prepare myself to understand exactly what I'm passionate about and um, the areas that I want to align myself with. So as those opportunities come up, I can assess that opportunity and see if that's something that excites me. Um, there's never going to be a perfect time for something. Um, the opportunities don't wait for you. They just present themselves and you have to put yourself out there. What about you, Kristen? 
My answer is really similar to Derek's. Two years ago, my position did not exist. And so I remember uh, I had the opportunity to work for uh, Kirk Manker, the godfather of Roots, and he, as my functional leader, had asked, you know, what leadership role are you aspiring for? And, and I really, I told him at the time, I said, I don't think it exists. There wasn't one specific role in the organization that I was really preparing myself for. And so when this role did open up, it really spoke to me because I was on the product management side of the business at that time. And I saw the opportunities and gaps to bring consistency to that, to that discipline. And so that allowed me to say, you know what, this is a chance for me to have a bigger impact across our organization. And so for me, it's, it's like Derek said, looking for those opportunities, knowing where you want to go, but if you don't have a specific path, it's okay. Um, just know that with our company, our culture and the growth that we have, those opportunities do open up and present new opportunities um, to, to lean into. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, when you think back to your early career days, is there something that you wish you would have done differently or handled better? Do you want to start us off, Marty? Sure. Um, so I'm, I have two, one serious and then one's kind of funny and I shouldn't admit, but um, so the serious one is I, I wish I would have uh, been a little bit more open to feedback early on. The sooner you are willing to invite feedback from your leaders, your peers, the faster you'll uncover development opportunities. But um, the one I'm kind of ashamed to even admit, but this is in case this podcast ever makes it into the you know public space and my leader at US Bank, Deb, hears it. Uh, I apologize for quitting a job. I was way too immature at the age of 20. Um, but I quit a job at US Bank uh, the day she went on vacation to Hawaii. So I didn't have to have a tough conversation. So my maturity was pretty low at that point. So I regret that I would do it differently if I had a chance. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Um, what about you, Brett? And feel free to you know, answer with any embarrassing stories. You know, we, we definitely want to hear those as well. Yeah, we've got, this is a three hour podcast, right? So this is where I thought we'd spend most of my time. Uh, no, I I really, you know, thought back to some events and what's been great at Farm Credit is um, something that I've um, encountered is when you, a cause or, or part of a cause to something that needs to be resolved, um, immediately the team is not really looking to throw you under the bus, they're looking to lift you up and, and fix things and just get things right. Um, and that's always been the focus here. So I think uh, early on, there was some opportunities for me to bring others in earlier rather than try and save my pride and fix it myself, right? Uh, the other thing is there's been opportunities that I didn't really recognize uh, what my leader was providing me or what the organization was providing me. I just saw it as kind of just something to get done. Um, so don't miss the forest for the trees, right? If you're looking for uh, more leadership opportunities. If you're looking for ways to demonstrate your excellence in a certain area, um, bring it to everything you do, not not just those things that maybe have a different audience. Uh, Mike Rowe has a, a quote um, around, don't follow your passion, bring passion to everything you do. And so that's something that I probably should have heard earlier in my career. Thank you for that. I appreciate the quotes and all the little nuggets of wisdom that that you're offering us. Derek? Mine was probably thinking back, and it's really uh, from Credit Source America that's that's helped me think of that. But if I think of my early times, it was stretching outside of my comfort zone. Um, if I look back and I had a, a do-over, I was at that that company right out of college for about six, seven years. Um, it was probably about three years too long, um, and it was just something that was comfortable um, and something that I had uh, security in, but it wasn't really growing me um, or providing me the challenges that I needed. So. That would be my one of my regrets. 
Kristen? I probably would have dedicated more time to thinking higher level, more strategic, because I know I've, I've always been entrenched in just the day-to-day, or at least in, in my past I was. And so I didn't really connect with what the corporate strategy was and, and how my position connected to that. So really tying what I did to that to the higher level purpose of the organization. I also probably have set some pretty bad um, habits in terms of work-life balance. I know, especially before I had kids, you know, no biggie to just, you know, step in, work a bunch of extra hours. You know, I really, I really like what I do. I've liked what I've done almost my entire career and I'm, I'm okay just, you know, jumping in and, and achieving and doing those things. But as I have kids and have a family and have to, you know, take a step back, it does make it a little bit harder to say no to things. And so I think just making sure you're setting those boundaries from the start will make it easier as as your life evolves. And Dustin? Like Brett said, I could uh, talk for a while about uh, mistakes and errors and things I should have done differently. But I think kind of what comes to mind as I reflect back on that is I would give advice to say, you know, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Yeah, it's it's uh, a lot of growth comes at the other end of that. Um, don't, you know, we don't want to be intentional about that. But uh, a person who makes no mistakes is probably never stepped out of the box. Um, the other thing I would say is, uh, you know, don't expect too much too fast. Um, when I first started, I was uh, going 100 miles an hour and kind of trying to rub elbows with a lot of people that had a lot more experience, and a lot more talent. And I think it's better to slow down and um, be really intentional about everything I did as far as personal development and sales and a, a whole list of things. So. Thank you for that. Um, you each mentioned having kids at home. And Kristen, you kind of touched base on this as far as with the work-life balance. But how do you guys manage your work-life balance? Derek, do you want to start us off? You know, our association really helps with that as far as the the flexibility they provide. Um, so that's definitely, um, you know, something that, that makes that a little bit easier. Um, but, you know, I will say, I think just like anybody, I can... I can tend to throw that off at times and uh, put in some extra hours, just like Christian said before, or, you know, work through the weekend or something like that. But, you know, my family helps with that as too, because if that ever goes for too long, um, they'll be the first to remind me. And so, you know, I've uh, tried implementing all different kinds of things. Like uh, we try our family time at the dinner table, you know, everything down, um, you know, no computers, any of that. That's work-life balance. And in today's day and age, it's probably you know, phone time as well, right? So I got a teenage daughter and it's <laughs> put that phone away and spend some time with the family as well um, type thing. So we've kind of implemented that across our family um, just to make sure we're having that time. So that's what I've seen that's, that works for me. It's never good when, when your rules that you use to your kids when they turn it around and they use it back on you, right? <laughs> Kristen, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I'd say, like I mentioned earlier, it's something I'm still working on, but I try to maximize the time I have at work. Um, if I need to put in extra hours, I do it after my kids go to bed. And I think I've something I've gotten better at over time is just taking time off for myself and knowing that that's really important, that self-care is really important. I used to only take di- days off when I was traveling somewhere, or if I had something scheduled. And I think if I have to think of a silver lining of COVID, um, it's probably that it made me rethink that approach. And now I take days off occasionally just to spend time with my family or just for myself, just so I can kind of have that rejuvenation time. So uh, I think it's just trying to get as much done and realizing you got to shut it off at some point. What about you, Dustin? Yeah, I think. Uh... Um, we just acknowledge that it's real. It's a challenge with, uh, with our, our roles and our families and things. And I think Brett was the person to coin the phrase work-life blend. And when he first, uh, first said it, I thought, well, that's the same way to describe the same exact situation. But as I thought about it more, it, it makes a lot of sense. They do blend together. Um, there are no black and white. You don't stop being a father at 8 a.m. And, and you don't necessarily stop, uh, step out of our roles at 5 p.m. 
Um, we just got to make it work, do a lot, like, like Kristen mentioned, do a lot better job of owning our calendar and, and being real uh, efficient uh, when we can be. So we, we managed through it. What about you, Marty? Yeah, I'd echo a lot of the same comments, but I think one of the biggest things too is to embrace the flexibility the company provides and not don't internalize your own expectations that, you know, um, I realized that there are plenty of times I give of my personal time outside working hours. And for the longest time, you, you know, you have that guilt that you feel bad, like, oh, I'm, you know, stealing an hour from work to jet away from one to two for a kid's event. And just starting to remind yourself, like, I, it's at, I'm on my integrity. Am I keeping it in balance? And I can, if I can trust that and I can answer it honestly, you don't have to feel bad for giving work hours and your personal time and taking personal hours and during working hours, because it's all to, to uh, Dustin and Brett's point where a work-life blend. And I love that this company prioritizes it and allows us to make it a, such a priority. What about you, Brett? Yeah, I couldn't say it better than the rest of the team. So yeah, it definitely is a blend. Um, and, and I think in the, the last couple of years, so my first uh, year of uh, leadership, I was building a team. Uh, had several team changes throughout that time, several, you know, good conversations and pointing things in the right direction. We also went live with a, a project that we had done for 20 years. So just understanding that that sometimes it's uh, cyclical, it's it's scenario where maybe a little a little hour here and there is actually going to result in, in some safe time down the road. And I have a program manager right now, Andy Harms, that is really good about could this have been an email? Uh, with with emails, so I think defending your calendar, getting that time back, getting that blend back to your to your schedule, and then really making sure that the things that you're uh, spending time and spending someone else's time on uh, are valuable to to everyone, uh, and maybe it could have been an email or a Teams message or any of the other six or seven ways to to send something to someone. Thank you for answering that, and I think we can all agree that when you walk out of a meeting and you realize that it could have been handled in an email, right? This episode's podcast ponder question is. This has been so insightful, but I'm going to switch it up a bit with some lightning random questions. So first off, Netflix or Hulu? Kristen? Netflix. Dustin? Netflix. Marty? Netflix. Brett? Netflix. Netflix is the winner. Apple or Android? Dustin? I'll answer Apple because I've never handled an Android, so. Marty? You should try out Android. I, I switched like seven years ago. It's the only way to go. Brett? That is a tough debate. Uh, it's one that is the biggest problem between my wife and I. Um, so I am more Android, but I've moved to Apple just to, just to keep the family together. <laughs> Derek? Apple. And Kristen? Apple. Apple is the winner. PayPal or Venmo, Marty? Um, that's tough, I guess. I, Venmo, I guess I use the most. But Brett? Yeah, Venmo seems to be the, the current favorites, one, one I've used the most. Derek? PayPal. Still old school. <laughs> Kristen? Venmo. Dustin? Uh, PayPal, my wife has Venmo, so we can cover both bases. Perfect. And the next debate, toilet paper, over or under? Brett? Uh, over. If anyone says under, you're all monsters and you're dead to me. <laughs> Eric? I agree with Brett. Over. 
person? I honestly don't pay attention. I throw it on the roll and however it falls. <laughs> I always like the answer to, you know, whoever just puts it on there, that, that that's what I like, right? Like whoever actually replaces it. Dustin? Over for sure. And Marty? Uh, uh, sadly, Brett's apparently I'm going to be put in the corner under only because when it's over, your pets can unroll the stupid thing on their own. So that's why under. That is a very valid point that I never thought of. Yes, it's happened way too many times in my household. All right. If you could have three apps on your phone, whether it's Apple or Android, either one, but which three would you choose? Derek? Mm, that's a tough one. I think Amazon for sure. Um, I'm a smart home guy, so I'll cheat and say smart things, which links to everything. And um, I'm a big NFL fan, so NFL app. Kristen? Amazon for sure. I'm a, I'm a shopper, so Target as well, and Facebook. Got to keep up with my friend's kids. Dustin? Um, I've got a million pictures of my kids on there, so I better take photos. Um, weather, that's the farmer in me. And tough debate whether I go with Twitter or Snapchat, but I guess one of those two. So. Marty? I wouldn't have said a camera until Dustin did, but I better. I mean, I do the same thing, a million pictures on my phone. So I'd say camera. Coinbase is my like cryptocurrency trading app. I'm a huge fan of that. It's my hobby. And then uh, probably Yahoo Sports app just to cover all the bases. Brett? Uh, Amazon for sure. Um, I'm pretty lame here. I put Teams as my second, but I, I like the mobile experience. Plus, my team is really big on gifts, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, and I got rid of all social media after watching uh, Social Dilemma. So NPR is the, the third most used app on my phone right now. So, yeah, I do have gray hair. Uh, the walker's coming. It's, yeah, getting old. Nice work, No social media. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Very nice. So I had asked this question to my team, and my leader had brought up a great point. He said the flashlight app. I was like, that is very valid as well. Okay, crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Kristen? Smooth. Dustin? Crunchy. If I have smooth, I try to add peanuts to it. <laughs> Marty? Uh, smooth. Brett? Crunchy. Derek? Smooth. All right, smooth Jeez. is the winner. <laughs> Unless you're like Dustin and just add peanuts to it, right? Yeah. I guess you can yeah. just <laughs> do uh, whatever you stay want. flexible. Boom. <laughs> All right. Hidden talent, Dustin. I hate to flex on you guys like this in the, on a podcast, but in South Dakota, each county has a, a number assigned to it. And the, the license plate your vehicle is registered with, uh, your, your license plate will start with that county. And I have memorized, I don't know how or why, but I have memorized every single county and the numbers. So if we're driving down the interstate, my wife will challenge me and ask where they're from and I can identify them pretty well. 100% off memory. I don't know why, but that's the best hidden talent that I'm aware of. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. I might end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Marty? Um, this was a tough one, but it's kind of a lame one, but I, I learned how to say the alphabet backwards when I was seven and I can maintained it somehow all these years. And it actually won me $500 at a random talent contest, like in Kansas City <laughs> 10 years ago. So, hey, paid off. So at least, like, I feel like I have to go through the alphabet. Like, I have to say it all, right, to get to the next letter. And you can do it backwards. Like, that's a whole nother level. That's right. 
talking about you, Brett. Uh, it's a long answer, but let's stay with me here. So, you know, we live in a world where we're, you know, our sensitive information can easily be exposed. And so everyone's worried about their bank account, social security number, all that stuff. I could care less about that. My deepest fear is my wife's video of me dancing with our children, uh, just rocking out, uh, somehow gets gets compromised and they share that. So that's that's my hidden talent. I'm not going to say I'm an amazing dancer, but some have said that, I would say. Maybe we should have a conversation with Kelly to ask her what it would take in order for us to see that video, right? Yeah, it's yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> what about you, Derek? Um, I don't know. This one's hard. And I feel like if we say it, it's not hidden anymore. So I kind of feel like you're trying to out all of us. But um, so I guess I'd say mine is uh, I can do the splits. So, yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah that's back to my uh when i was younger i took a uh, karate so that got my flexibility and kind of have kept it all ever since so that's awesome what about you Kristen? well before i answer i'm gonna say the next time i have a meeting with derek and brett i'm gonna need some to see some splits and some dancing like this is like the kickoff to the meeting <laughs> uh i i would say my hidden talent is so hidden I'm still searching for it. I don't really have a hidden talent, but I can do similar to what Dustin can do for about half of the counties in Nebraska. There's 93 counties and I can do it for about half of them. I can name the county seed for every single one of those. So I guess that's it. Well, thank you for entertaining us all with those questions. And that was a lot of fun. And we can all agree that we've learned some interesting facts about each of you, but we better get back to the serious questions. So looking at your career so far, what has been your favorite moments? Marty? Oh, that's, I mean, it's tough to answer, but I would say a moment I had the most fun was seeing all the, the Frontier Alliance merger effort come to a conclusion. Um, I was fortunate, to get to, fortunate enough to get to meet a lot of Frontier teammates as we went through that, um, getting to go down to Manhattan several times and it was just a lot of work and there. I know there was a lot of emotion involved, but it was just really cool to see it all come together at the end. What about you, Brett? Yeah, a lot of great opportunities to participate in some pretty major things over the years from our, you know, Cisco phone system way back when helping out with that uh, Office 365 rollout relatively recently and a real concerted effort with that one to um, get out to retail and, and learn how we can you know, make the most of these tools. But really, uh, in the last couple of years, um, the Salesforce implementation was a, a huge uh, moment for, for the team and the organization. and Definitely a, a highlight. What about you, Derek? Yeah, probably similar. So generically, my favorite moments have always been times where we've made the impossible possible, right? And we've seen teammates pull off things that are pretty amazing. And so, um, you know, a couple of them, you know, Marty and, and Brett called out a couple of them. Another one that I was directly involved in was the collaboration with MidAmerica on some of the stuff we did with agronomics and agrolytic. Um, there was some great collaboration there. And it's always just super rewarding to see a team come together and pull something off that <laughs> is pretty amazing. Kristen? I would agree with what everyone said so far, especially the way teams come together and do things. Um, I kind of answered this question from a little bit more personal perspective. I would say 
my time on the Roots leadership team was just one of my favorite times. Just the connections that I made, the friendships that I made, that really just has lasting memories for me. I had the opportunity to speak at the Forum for Ag Lending. So getting to get outside of my comfort zone and, and meet people outside of the farm credit or outside in the system, outside of Farm Credit Service America was really impactful. Going through the Gettysburg Leadership Experience, if anyone gets a chance to do that, that is by far my favorite leadership experience. It's it's hands-on um, training. You get to meet others from around the system. Really cool. And then just, um, I would say, watching teammates learn new skills and achieve their goals. I just really love seeing it, that light bulb turn on and, and teammates just thrive. Dustin? Yeah, I would uh, reflect back to certain times in 2020 and bear with me here because this is a you know one of our favorite moments but if you think about um, as we uh, entered into COVID and um, um, we weren't sure we were going to be able to take care of customers at all we weren't sure we were open we darn sure weren't sure we were going to be able to add any customers how would we even go about that and uh, it was pretty concerning because that's uh, that's my job that's what we do here um, at least directly facing those customers and so um, we just uh, kind of started out one day at a time and, and um, our technology team, everyone uh, in this company kind of had the same mentality, just take it one day at a time, one step at a time. And uh, we kind of got our feet underneath us, so to speak, in terms of servicing and taking care of customers on, on a grander scale. Once we did that, um, we started talking about uh, sales very quickly and um, rolled out some new programs, et cetera. And as we think about uh, the sales momentum that we had going soon after the 4th of July and uh, the market share we were gaining, not only were we taking care of customers, but customers were seeing the value at a faster pace than we'd ever seen was quite uh, quite an experience to go through and uh, some I'll never forget. So. Thank you all. We can all agree that those are very big um, moments that, that, that we all shared and we all thank you for your help with that. On the flip side, which have been your hardest moments? Brett? I'm betting I won't be alone in this, but I think my hardest moment is also my favorite, right? Uh, we asked a lot of teammates across the, in the entire organization, had hundreds of people come together to make our Salesforce implementation success. Um, and there was a lot of, of work uh, that went into that, a lot of decisions, a lot of give and take, and a, and a lot of coordination across that. So definitely some of the hardest moments uh, that it provided me, but uh, ultimately led to uh, a, a memory that I'll, I'll cherish forever. Derek? Yeah, I would probably just re-echo what, what Brett said, right? So I'll turn hardest into most challenging, right? And so a lot of times that is leading through uncertainty, right? And a lot of those projects are things where people come in not knowing how to approach it, right? And being able to, um, you know, work something into uh, a vision that the team can attain and that they can all get behind and, and swarm through. So it's a yeah, same thing. It's favorite and hardest at the same time. Kristen? Yeah, I'll piggyback off of both uh, Brett and Derek. I think it's watching teammates struggle through change or, or them raising that that struggle to you and not knowing if you're doing enough to help them. And so it's it's just being that listening voice, but being there as they're they're going through those struggles, just helping them along and, and helping them see the value that they're providing and that they bring to our organization every day. Justin? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump back to, to COVID again. Um, as that was setting in and the real fear factor was happening, was right at the time uh, Jason Edelman, who I replaced, stepped into his new role. That announcement had happened. So we were without a, a leader who'd been here for, you know, in this spot for 15 years. And then the thought of, uh, is that something I want to pursue? Uh, you go through that entire process. Um, 
And then, uh, like I said, jump into those challenges we mentioned in the last question. We weren't sure how this was all going to unfold, but uh, as always, we always seem to find a way through those challenges. Uh, one other thing I would just mention is uh, just a frequent challenge we we deal with on the on the retail level and the lending side is when we when we have to deny customers on something they really want to purchase. You know, oftentimes it's land, neighboring land. It's a really emotional decision, and uh, we would sure like to be able to help them. Uh, do that, but uh, having the customers, you know, we ask that they put their trust in us and understand their financial information and uh, uh, believe us that this isn't the best thing for them to do is uh, a real challenge. Marty? Yeah, I'll be real honest. Um, it's the hardest moment for me was uh, pretty clear up to this point was the first time delivering a severance package. I mean, I know it's a little, I mean, it's a real topic and it is um, as a leader, to simultaneously understand the business reasoning and decisions, and it all makes sense, but lead with empathy through a life-changing event for somebody you lead and you consider a, a friend and a colleague. And so I, ha I had that happen with consumer lending specialist uh, three summers ago now. Um, and again, like I said, you understand the, the importance for us to make those decisions as a company, but it doesn't lessen how severe of a decision it is for our teammates. So leading through that, um, especially as a new leader was was tough. But again, I will stress the importance of having mentors and those you go to for advice. I went to Angie Trepto and Krista Wilson um, for advice and helped me lead through it. But that was easily the hardest moment I've had. Thank you for that. Lastly, what advice do you have for someone who is aspiring to be a formal team leader or informal leader in their current role? Dustin? Well, I would say to uh, you know take control of your own destiny as best you can. Um, before you reach out to your leader, um, you know, and say, this is something I have an interest in, I would say, map that out for yourself. You know, what, uh, where you think you want your career to go, um, and what things you can do to, uh, get yourself in a better position. So I would say, just take control of your, your own destiny the best you can. As advice I was given by uh, Doug Stark several years ago. So. Marty? Uh, yeah, I would echo that and really just simplify it. Just go for it. There, there really are no regrets. Just go for it. Brett? Uh, yeah, I agree. Make it public. So that makes it real. Put it on your development plan. Have some conversations. Uh, reach out for a, a mentorship. Uh, just just really make it a part of your your narrative and your brand. And, and then, um, yeah, just go after it, like Marty said. Derek? Yeah, I got to keep echoing what everyone's saying. So um, it's really understanding what drives you, um, what's most important to you, and then seeking those leadership opportunities that happen in your daily life. So no matter how big or small they are, um, taking those opportunities so that you can experience it and learn more about yourself. Kristen? Uh, I would say in your current role, just continue to be positive and help others through change, but also raise your hand for those opportunities when they come, even if you think they're going to you know, make you uncomfortable. That's what that's what gets you those those leadership opportunities. But from a leadership standpoint, one thing that you know I was told because I applied for several roles, several leadership roles before I got one, um, is to be patient. Know that yes, you should definitely go for it and prepare yourself and, and learn what you need to do to continue to improve. But it's okay to be patient. It won't happen on the first time. That's okay. You know, I think back to things that I've heard Bob Schmidt say quite a few times is that he always says, "Nail your current role." Right? Like I feel like that that's pretty good advice too. Um, thank you to each of you for joining me on Strengthen Your Roots. I've really enjoyed talking with you about your journey and the trials and tribulations of the past year. I certainly appreciate your insights and leadership. As always, we hope that today's podcast adds value. 
please email dollar sign roots with questions, comments, feedback, or ideas for future podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Also, don't forget to answer the podcast ponder question on Yammer for a chance to win some great root swag. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our leadership series. And don't forget to keep an eye on the root SharePoint site for upcoming events. Thanks, everyone, and have a great day. Thank you for joining us on Strengthen Your Roots. We hope you'll join us again on our next episode.